At some point in the sermon prep process, the fun part actually happens, and that is you get to preach the message. We've been in a series in this podcast called the 10-Step Sermon Prep Checklist, and we've gone through, at this point, eight different items of a 10-step checklist. And today's item is preach it, (laughs) okay? So we're going to talk about what this means because this is really a part of the process. And obviously, preparation happens before you preach it, but preparing for the next sermon depends on how you evaluate this message. So we preach it intentionally, and then there's a 10th step that we're going to talk about next week where we evaluate it. But for today, we're talking about step nine, which is preaches. So for that, stick around. My name's Lane. This is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. It's so awesome to have you joining me today. This is episode 41 of the show. If you haven't subscribed yet on Apple Podcasts and you're listening there, please do. If you're not subscribed here on YouTube and that's where you're watching, be sure to subscribe. Let me know in the comments what you think about today's episode. And if you have not gotten your hands on the checklist, go to preachingdonkey.com slash checklist and you can grab your checklist for free. It's a nice little downloadable that you can put, maybe print it out and stick next to your computer or you can have it just on your desk and it can be a reminder of all of the 10 items that have to be done in a pretty logical order to write and deliver a message. So get that at preachingdonkey.com slash checklist and let's dive in to where we've been. We have talked about in step one, determining the topic, title, and hook of the message. This is where we just started with square one, like where do we begin with this message? How do we sit down and begin to write? What are we talking about? Why are we talking about it? And how are we going to ensure that people are interested in it? Number two was dig into scripture. This is where we decided which passage we were going to preach, whether we are walking through a larger book of the Bible, and this is one part of that, or it's a topical series and we're choosing a passage for this particular message. Either way, we're asking three questions. What does it say? What does it mean? And how does it apply? Definitely go back and watch that episode. It's very foundational for this whole thing. Number three, we talked about outlining the sermon, like building the skeleton or the framework for the message. What is the bottom line? What are the points? And how will I build tension and create interest around this idea? Number four, we looked at building out the content. So if in step three, outlining the sermon, we built out the framework or the skeleton, building out the content in step four had to do with putting flesh and bones and muscle on that skeleton to make sure that we have great teaching, people understand what we're saying and why we're saying it, great illustrations, and we apply each point. In other words, we show how it's going to be lived out. Number five, run it by your preaching team. We talked about how important it is to have some kind of team around you that helps and assists and aids you in the process of writing, delivering, and evaluating your messages. So there's all kinds of different ways you can structure a preaching team, but definitely check out that part if you want to know how to begin even an informal preaching team. I think it could be incredibly helpful. Number six, rehearse the sermon. Preach the whole sermon start to finish. Be sure to record it so you can evaluate the rehearsal. This is what we talked about in part six, that the importance of rehearsing, even if you've been preaching for a long time, can't be overstated. 
stated. It's so vital and can help you so much. Number seven, design slides and other media. So we talked about how to develop the slides that you're gonna have with you when you preach in terms of what are people gonna see on the screens? What are they gonna see on the TV next to you? We looked at all of those issues. Number eight, this was last week, developed a handout. So what will go in people's hands as they listen to this message? Is it fill in the blanks? Is it space for notes? Is it some kind of hybrid model of that? So we looked at all of that last week and kind of developed an intentional plan and I uh, told you which one I prefer. If you wanna know, go back and watch episode 40. So let's talk about today, the fun part, preaching it. This is where you let your prep serve you well in the moment and you pray for God's guidance and you get up and you deliver the message. Now, a few things here. One, my entire channel is about sermon prep and sermon delivery and church leadership. So when it comes to sermon delivery, preaching it, there is so much that I could say. It's one step on the checklist, but there's a million different things. A few things I wanna mention just for this episode and for this checklist. Number one is I wanna talk about how quickly you begin to make engagement when you step onto the stage. This is vital because when you step out there, those first few seconds are when people, especially people who don't go to your church, are making judgments about whether they're going to continue to listen to you, whether you have anything of value to say, whether you're interesting, trustworthy, any of that. So it's very important to get going right away so that people know there's something happening. What you don't want to do is gather your notes and walk onto the stage and hem-haw around and let me get set up. And if you would, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy. Let's see, where are we here? Okay, here's my... You don't want to be scattered like that. The world moves way too quickly for you to lose that first few vital seconds of time when everybody's paying attention to you. When that sermon begins and you walk onto the stage and you begin speaking, you basically have everyone's attention because the dynamic in the room just changed. We went from singing to now somebody standing on stage talking to us. And that one dynamic shift is enough to get people's attention and you don't want to squander that. So that's why when I'm talking to preachers about beginning their sermons, I always say, start now. Like just think of it in terms of you walk onto that stage, words need to be coming out of your mouth. You need to start now. The next thing you need to think about is engagement. Are you making eye contact with the people in the room? What barriers are there between you and them? This is one of the reasons why I don't love to stand behind a podium. Nothing wrong with that. It's definitely a very traditional way of speaking and preaching. However, if you have a podium on stage or a tall table, if you could think about maybe pushing it to the side where there's nothing between you and the audience, that can really help because that just shows that you are engaged. It's a physical barrier that's been removed and they can see you more clearly. They can read your body language more clearly. They can see your nonverbals more clearly. And it's less of a lecture and more of a piece of communication that's reaching to the heart. Again, with everything we talked about, you got a you got a great outline, great bottom line, you've studied the text, your content is on point. What I'm talking about is the subtle nonverbals that can really work against you 
or to your favor. So eye contact, removing those barriers. What about stage movement? This is something I talk about where a lot of times if preachers want to be energetic, they'll walk around stage a lot. You know, they say, okay, I'm not tied to a, a table or a, a podium, so I'm gonna walk around all over the place and it just looks like a lion in a cage pacing back and forth. You don't want that either. You want to have intentional stage movements, not pacing. And so what are your hands doing? What is your body doing? How are you emphasizing certain things? How are you taking the, the tone down if you wanna get some better focus and attention? How are you raising the energy up if you want to ex express the intensity or the urgency of the situation? You see how these things work and the more you can naturally and in a way that fits with your personality and your gifting, change the dynamic and be engaging in those ways, it can help that sermon become a more engaging piece of content. Now, again, the content should be on point because of the last eight steps we've done. What I'm talking about is really the dynamics of how you speak. So you're gonna start now, you're gonna start with engagement. You're gonna have engagement, eye contact, you're gonna remove barriers, you're gonna have intentional stage movements if you do them you are going to engage with your whole person. Like you need to be in it. You need, the, the, the people that are watching you deliver this need to be convinced that you woke up today with a burning desire to communicate this message. You may not be the most energetic, you may not be the most bombastic or outgoing, that's totally fine. But in your way, how you can express the urgency, the excitement, the enthusiasm you have for being able to present the word of God to people, let that shine through you. This is why I don't just say start now, I, I say start high or start up. Be energetic from the very start. This helps to set the tone that there's something good going on here. There's something worth paying attention to. The next thing I like to talk about is starting clear. If you communicate that you're unsure about where things are going, or you're unclear about the direction of the message, or you don't really have it together, or you're vague and you don't really give clear direction, turn to this, we're in this series, we're in this week, this is what we're going to talk about today, and you start to build tension from that point of clarity, what will happen is people will just be lost until you give them a point of clarity. So that's why right out of the gate, I like to give context for where we are. Hey, I'm Lane, I'm one of the pastors here. It's so awesome to have you at our church today. We are in the middle of a series called Blank, and this week we're gonna talk about blank, 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 right? I mean, so I'm giving context and I'm allowing people to kind of be brought into what we're talking about, how this message fits into this broader series and how this broader series fits into what we're trying to do as a church. And all of this can be done very quickly, but if it's clear and it's concise, then we haven't lost anybody because we started engaging right away. We were high, not recreationally high, but we were energetic and we were enthusiastic about what's happening and we were clear. Nobody can mistake what's happening. From that point, you just need to work from your content. 
What have you prepared? You've built a great outline. You've built out the content. You've rehearsed it. So there should be no guesswork about what you're gonna say and how you're gonna say it. And the beauty of this is this allows you to be free to listen to the Holy Spirit. This is one of the things that people misunderstand about the kind of preparation I teach. They say, well, gosh, if you, if you know every word you're gonna say and you rehearse it and you internalize it, then how does the Holy Spirit work in that? Two things. Number one, the Holy Spirit can work just as easily on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday when you're writing that message as he can on Sunday in the moment. There is nothing spiritual or special or sacred about only listening to the Holy Spirit when you're not prepared in the moment. There's nothing spiritual about that. So number one, the Holy Spirit, don't limit him to working in the box of just on Sunday when you're standing there on stage. That's number one. Number two, when you are prepared, like when you've thought these things through, you've internalized this message, you know the points you're gonna make, you know why they're important, you know how you're gonna lay all this out, you know how you're gonna teach, how you're gonna illustrate, how you're going to apply, why the bottom line is so important. You're no, you know the stories that you're gonna tell, you know the impact they're gonna make, you know how you're gonna land the plane, all of that. Guess what that does? It relaxes your mind and heart and you're not trying to think about what you're gonna say next. You're not trying to remember where this sermon is going. You're not nervous that you're gonna forget something. You are relaxed because you are prepared. And guess what happens when you're relaxed and you're calm and you're prepared and you are speaking from a place of understanding the message that God gave you? Guess what happens? In that moment, you are open to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit like nothing else. I've experienced this more times than I can tell you where I was prepared and I had a plan and God shifted and moved and added and took away because he had the freedom to do that in me because I was freed up to listen to him because I was prepared. So don't ever confuse preparation with a lack of faith or preparation with a lack of guidance from the Holy Spirit. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can have both and you should have both. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and then when it comes time to wrap things up, make sure that you end with that same clarity, you end with that same tenacity, you end with that same urgency, and you cast a compelling vision to your people about how this message lived out by all of us could make and should make an incredible impact in their lives, in this community, in this church this week and beyond. If you do those things, then preaching will not just be another check on the list. It will be the thing that fires you up and gives you a reason to keep coming back for more. That's our episode for today. Thanks so much for being here. Remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Mm -hmm.